You are listening to Breadbox Media Podcast. Check out our live stream at breadboxmedia.com. Breadbox Media. Get the app. Change the world. You're listening to Dr. Michelle Live. Dr. Michelle is a Catholic psychiatrist. However, the views and opinions presented by Dr. Michelle are by no means medical advice. Please consult your doctor for official medical guidance. Well, welcome. You're with me today on Dr. Michelle Live. 573-4-BREAD-4. You can also email me, dmlive at breadboxmedia.com. So we have the huge changes coming about here at Breadbox Media. We are going to a all-podcast um, format, sorry, and we're starting that. I think it's effective Monday. So we are no longer going to be Dr. Michelle alive. We're going to be just Dr. Michelle. We're going to go on to podcasting. You can, uh, we can have communication through DM live at breadboxmedia.com as always. And um, the new format, the new incarnation is an opportunity to open up and to expand a little bit and to explore new areas. It's going to be a little bit more consolidated, a little bit more um, focused, and a little bit more concentrated on each individual's interests, desires. It will be Catholic. It will be something new. Now, the something new is always hard. It's always hard for me, and I've, I've started over all the time. I started over so many times, I can't tell you. And one reason that I do that and that I, I do that because the same reason you do it, it's life. All, all humans have periods of time where they start over. They go down a certain path and they start over. Many of the people that I hear from have had to start over in something that's pretty obvious, a relationship whether it's marriage, whether it's engagement, whether it's boyfriend, whether it's come by death, divorce, or um, they're just getting out into the world thinking about going on in their lives. There's a point where you have hopes, dreams, and you work really hard at something and there's something occurs either by your own choice or about by someone else's choice that you decide to do something different, something new. So that's what we're doing here. It's always a little scary, but it's always cool because there's so much openness that that is available that we can do, that we can partake in. So today on this last actual live show, want to talk a little bit about um, what we'll be talking about more on the podcast in the future. And that is getting a little bit more down to that's the other thing about the podcast I'm going to really like is that we get to go down to the nitty gritty a little bit more. So things that we're going to be looking at, we're going to get more into the scientific literature, along with the Catholic, more ethereal, we're going to marry those two a little bit more, it's gonna be a little less general. So I'm going to focus on things. I'm going to take a, a reading of what is going on in the literature so you don't have to look at what's going on in the literature down to the really, so I don't have to worry too much about fake news. So I can look at the journals, I can look at social media, I can look at what's out there, 
collect them together as I always have, but we can look at more things like what is really happening in the mental health world? What is happening in the new, the new fields treating depression? What is transcranial stimulation? What are the new medications? But also, where does spirituality come into walking a path if you are a person who has been plagued with depression your whole life? That is one of the that's just an example. We'll talk more about your relationships down into the, um, we don't have to worry so much about being live. On live, we have to worry about who's listening as far as if you're listening at home with your children. So on a podcast, you're going to be able to pick and choose. So we'll be able to talk a little bit more strongly about your intimate relationships, perhaps in marriage, um, what happens if you've been living with somebody, what happens if you've engaged in premarital sex, what happens if you're cheating on someone. We're going to talk a lot about what happens to the brain if you are partaking in pornography, what happens to relationships. It's going to be very counterculture in the way that a lot of the, we seem to be at odds in our Catholic world with what's happening in the culture. And I don't think in some realm we really are because at the, at the bottom of this well of humanity, most of us are just people who want to walk forward. We want to do the best we can. We want to love our families. We want to engage with others in meaningful ways and we want to be able to continually, we want hope, we want love. And that's what God is all about, hope and love. When we think about the more ethereal, someone's always, one thing I want you all to, to think about, who's trying to sell you what? Why, where, what is being given to you and what are you being sold? I have a huge interest, I always have, from my earliest days, stemming from my mom, way back when I was 10. And she basically would not take the medical, um, the medical treatments of the day. And she would research and research and research. And so she would treat herself a diet and exercise and supplements and things like that, stretching. And she actually had at one point a very bad arthritis. Long time. I mean, she's now deceased. She lived a very long life. She would end up dancing until she was into her 80s. But she didn't just settle for what they knew at the time about arthritis. She started learning about stretching. She started learning about the physical yoga, the hatha yoga. Not so much the the spiritual part of it, but the actual stretching part of it. She learned about um, good foods. And that was during the days when, when no one understood what white bread would do to you. <laughs> A steady diet of white bread and Twinkies, which seemed to be going around at the time. That was like the new fabulous. Everything was, everything was new and scientific and people didn't know they were throwing nutritional babies out with bathwaters. And so I have been so interested in this stuff since I was a little kid, really. And I've gone on to study it. I've gone on to get certified um, in alternative um, and integrated medicine. And when I do my research, especially online, I've noticed over the last 10 years, instead of getting the nice meaty research, the nice meaty information, I have to first scan it. Do they have a shop? Do they have, what do they have on their site? 
and what are they selling? So if you have home, about us, on and on, and then you see shop, well, that doesn't mean it's bad because it, perhaps it's someone who's growing their own um, herbs and then they're, they're drying their own herbs and then they're marketing their own herbs. Well, okay, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But if I really want to learn about the chemical compounds involved and I really want to learn about what happens to them, I need to make sure that what I see doesn't have a marketing strategy along with it. And it's a very tough thing to do right now. You have to, I mean, hours to search these things out. So those are the kinds of things that I want to be doing. I want to be searching these things out for you so that when we talk about these things in a more of a coaching way, more of an ethereal way, you can get the nitty gritty. You can get as to the best of my ability the distilled version, and always with our Catholic backdrop, always with the spirituality in general, our belief, our, our infusion with a, with a deity, with our deity, but with the deity, right? <laughs> and then also, how does it happen in our Catholic world? Because a lot's changing in our Catholic world. Catholicism is always Catholicism. But the um, the way that that it's split apart into all the different Protestant sects, etc., and the way that everyone's kind of coming back into the same kind of fold, which I would assume would eventually be God's purpose anyway. Who wants a bunch of divided people? You don't really get too many places that way, because when it all comes down to it, we're beings. We have certain human desires. We have certain, we have a natural life and we also have the ability to love and to be part of love, which is God and to really understand our place in this world. So this is what I'm hoping to do a little bit more um, distilled in a podcast is to be able to say, all right, you want to talk about sex in your relationship? Let's talk about sex in your relationship without having to tailor make it really to make sure that it fits everybody. If we want to talk about human trafficking, we can talk about human trafficking without just talking about it in a general sense. So there are many, many things out there that affect your daily mental health. And there are things out there that affect your daily mental and physical health that you may or may not even be aware of because it, it's, it's a constant bombardment. It's like when you breathe air and there are little microscopic toxins in the air or allergens or viruses, you don't see them. You're not aware of them. But over a certain period of time, you have the effect, don't you? And after two or three weeks of breathing something in, all of a sudden, you think it's all of a sudden, you have a cold or you have watery eyes or whatever it could be. So we're going to, to fine tune and be a little bit more concentrated. And we have the ability to do that through podcasting rather than just live. Because live, like I said, homeschoolers have this on. You could have little kids in the car. We don't necessarily want that to happen. So join me on the other side of the break. I am Dr. Michelle. Any questions, please email me at dmlive at breadboxmedia.com, dmlive at breadboxmedia.com. 
You are listening to Breadbox Media Podcast. Check out our live stream at breadboxmedia.com. Breadbox Media. Get the app, change the world. You're listening to Dr. Michelle Live. Dr. Michelle is a Catholic psychiatrist. However, the views and opinions presented by Dr. Michelle are by no means medical advice. Please consult your doctor for official medical guidance. Welcome back. I am your host, Dr. Michelle. You're listening to me, Dr. Michelle, live, 573-4-BREAD-4. It's our last live day before we move into the new world of podcasting where we get a little bit more focused, a little bit more down to the nuts and bolts of life. You can pick and choose what you want to hear when you want to hear it. It is going to be a way to look at the scientific mental health aspects of the world, along with the social aspects of the world, as well as putting it into a Catholic focus and a faith-filled focus. These all come together. But sometimes we need to ask the hard questions on my program anyway. And on my program, we ask the hard questions. And I get hard questions from you quite often. And some of those hard questions, some of those hard um, things that we really can't discuss in a G-rated, um, not that it won't be G-rated, it will, of course, but you want to, you ask specific questions about sexuality, about things that are being asked of you in your own marriage or what happens when you are a faithful Catholic and you do not engage in a premarital sex and you get married and things fall very flat. There's a, a not a good compatibility there. We're going to talk about those kinds of things a little bit more in depth and find out what happens when that happens. How common is it? Oftentimes, people of faith and Catholics, they don't always talk about those things. And there's a reason they don't talk about them because they kind of assume it was it's all supposed to work out and they are the only ones this is happening to. You are the only one this is happening to. Well, that's not the facts. And what happens is when you feel isolated, that is when you feel, when you feel isolated, that is when the trouble starts because you feel like, well, I'm the only one. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with us. Now, right now, today, of course, I'm talking in generalities, just giving you a little idea of what's in store. So we'll be talking about some of those things. We'll be talking in depth a little bit more about um, things that you can do, different therapies. Talk a little bit. We're certainly going to talk about a nutrition exercise and that kind of thing. What's real and what isn't real? Again, when you go and you let's say you Google today exercise and depression, how do you know what to look for? You take something out of a scientific journal, the marketing industry gets a hold of it, and pretty soon you have an entire industry around one study. Case in point, exercise is good for mental health. Exercise helps depression. So that is true. But what kind of exercise? So you're desperate, you're feeling bad, you Google it, and what happens you find exercise equipment, exercise shoes. If I have this outfit, that outfit, go to a gym. Here's a gym membership. Whatever. 
buy this, buy that, buy this equipment, don't buy any equipment, walk for five hours, don't walk for five hours. Everything seems just a little bit difficult and a little bit impossible. You are made, you are self-contained. You are made to be self-contained. Now, thank goodness in our world that if we have a problem such as several decades ago, maybe even a hundred years ago in this country, there were different areas of the country where they noted people were getting goiters, big outcroppings of like a tumor on their neck and they were having thyroid problems. And then we even had a goiter belt. A lot of you don't know that. We actually had a goiter belt in this country. And what was the goiter belt? Well, when people came to this country and they became agrarian and they moved and they they migrated and transmigrated and did all kinds of stuff, going from the coast and and settling in the in the inland, what no one really had any reason to wonder about is that the plants and the foods that you get on the coasts have natural iodine in them coming from the ocean. So the soil has natural iodine. As you get into the inner country, the inner land, which was totally fertile, there wasn't any iodine. So, and the things that could grow sometimes were either, were also things that would, there's a, there's a medical term for it, but basically it counteracts um, it causes hypothyroidism. It can it can actually um, cause your thyroid not to function as well as it normally would. Now we're all we, we're in balance. We we evolve into balance. We don't know why sometimes we eat the way we do in our cultures, but what we come to find when someone actually takes it and dissects it and looks at it, it's just like people who have had a very corn-based diet. When you look at why they didn't get sick or have all kinds of problems, have pellagra and, and all different things that happen if you only eat corn, because the way they prepared things, their tortillas, this or that, and, and the kinds of grinding tools they used, they were getting minerals from these grinding tools, or maybe they would add some, some mineral lime to it. Different things that were added, ways that things were ground, it released certain chemicals. It's amazing. It's just mind-blowing. So when we look at these things, it really helps us as we go through step-by-step, as we go through life step-by-step, just a little bit of knowledge can make you go, yeah, all right, I get it. That is my goal. We want to approach these things being clear. And bringing it down to its most connected and simple form. Because we started that way. Humans started that way. What in the world do we do without exercise equipment? What do we do before we had supplements? What did people lived and they thrived? They lived a long time. We had high mortality rates, but we still have high mortality rates in this country and in this world. We just have them for different reasons. So as we march on forward and start looking at this, at, at, at the things that we need to look at to keep us mentally healthy in a world where it's so easy to be deceived, I want to take today, and we're going to end actually in a little bit different note, but I want to take right now in this particular 
segment. And when we come back from the other side of the break, I want to take and, and dissect how the whole concept, this whole explosion of fake news, what that does to your psyche, to your enthusiasm, to your trust level. Because even though at first blush, you can go, oh, yeah, I can't, I, of course I can believe it, or no, I can't believe it. And you can have a side, you know, well, that's fake news. Oh, this is fake news. But what does it really do? When you come out and you realize that you have been duped, basically, because that's all it has been, you've been duped. Or you come out and you have a very strong opinion and you lay out a fact that you've seen from supposedly very reputable sources and someone goes, oh, no, I'm sorry, that's fake news. Not only then you are cast into a downward spiral of self-doubt. First, it's doubt for the outside world and then it becomes self-doubt. And it's a beautiful, insidious way of causing an entire nation or globe of people to not be able to trust anything. They can't, they're afraid to speak because they might be espousing fake news. They're afraid to go to their reputable, trusted sources because that could be fake. The same thing that we never got too worried about and we joked about by having some, you know, the proverbial, stereotypical 58-year-old guy in his mother's basement getting online pretending to be some handsome 26-year-old or who plays games with 10-year-olds, we realize that can be anything. It can be our, our new uh, study, the new study, because you're desperate about how what to feed your child or you're desperate about what to think about vaccines or you're desperate to know about homeschooling. And then you read all these studies and are they true? Are they real studies? So I think what this is going to do though, these are opportunities. And it, at first it will instill fear and self doubt, but then you can go back and say, okay, I got to shake the tree. I got to shake the tree and I get, got to get down to its simplest forms. Where can I go? Where can I go? We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, where you can go, because God enters into the picture along with things like the American Medical Association. (laughs) You know, these things all fit in. We have to distill down from this. It's almost like uh, after after the tsunami, you have this cluttered, crazy mishmash of what used to be structured buildings, homes, villages, cars. Everything had its own little order in place. Now we log on and we have no idea what we're coming up against. And most of it is to sell something. So we need to now get back, get quiet, be still and know that I am God. Do not put your pearls before swine. It's amazing how these living words take on new meaning in a world of fake news a world where we don't know what to trust, a world where we go down a road and we think everything's fine and we find out very very quickly it's not fine and then we're just supposed to deal with it. A world where addictions are rampant, a world where people in your neighborhood or kids in your neighborhood are dying of heroin overdoses. These are the things we need to really concentrate on. What is the real truth? What is the real truth? What are some of the techniques that are being 
used all the time over and over in different venues, but they're the same techniques to sell you on an idea for someone else's gain. Well, we're going to get back to that on the other side of the break. I am your host, Dr. Michelle. You can email me, dmlive at breadboxmedia.com. You are listening to Breadbox Media Podcast. Check out our live stream at breadboxmedia.com. Breadbox Media. Get the app. Change the world. You're listening to Dr. Michelle Live. Dr. Michelle is a Catholic psychiatrist. However, the views and opinions presented by Dr. Michelle are by no means medical advice. Please consult your doctor for official medical guidance. So welcome back. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and you are with me today, Dr. Michelle, live. DM live at breadboxmedia.com. Today you can call 573-4-BREAD-4 if you so choose or you can text. We are going to be going to a different format, a podcast-only format, where we can get a little bit more concentrated, a little bit more... Um, Detailed, I suppose, is a better way to say it. We can bring in some nitty-gritty stuff, some a little bit of the questions that you've all been asking uh, that we can't. We have to be a little bit more general when we're in a live streaming show. And when it comes down to things, especially when it has to do with mental health, some of these things are tough. They're not easy. They're painful. And they're not, they're hard to talk about. In your own families, you know this. You have been diagnosed or your child has been diagnosed on the autistic spectrum. What does that mean? What does that mean? Dealing with someone right now, same thing. What does it mean? And what, I'm, what I found in a very short order, very short order, is that when we have, we have a world that looks at things through the glasses that they're wearing, basically, and if you are tuned and trained to look for something, look for, let's say, autism. This is not medical diagnosis, by the way. Your child may absolutely be autistic or may be on the autistic spectrum. But when you have symptoms of something, it's important to find out why. Are the symptoms there? And what you do is it's almost like the, you all might have heard of the elimination diet from way back, which they still do to this day, where if you have a child or you yourself are reactive or you have um, allergies and you don't know where to start, you don't know where to start. There are people who go, and I, 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 when I was a general practitioner, all the time would send somebody to an allergist. They would be, well, I'm allergic to, and basically they were allergic to every single thing they wouldn't be able to go out of their house. They'd have to live in a bubble. I'm allergic to trees. I'm allergic to grass. I'm allergic to this food. I'm allergic to that food. And then pretty soon it's like, well, what are you going to do? Live inside your whole life. And so what people would do then is with this information, they would take their diet. They pretty much throw everything out <laughs> that they could start with some very basic, usually commonly non-allergenic food, very bland, very not very appetizing, and then start adding. First, they would, they would just have a baseline to see where you're at. 
and then slightly add things from there. And that's what we need to do in life. And then if you have a reaction to that, back off a little bit. Let's see what happens. We do the same things when it comes to addictions and what's called dual diagnosis. You may be, or you may be living with someone right now. This is like a, we're having like a little, um, montage of all the different things that that we may be talking about in the future. But let's talk about addictions for one second. We go from it's the same principle. This is what I'm trying to teach you today. It's the same principle. Very simple principles apply across the board. So let's say you have addictions or let's say your spouse has addictions. There's a high probability not always, but there's a high probability that you have what is called dual diagnosis. There are those people who physiologically just get, have a substance ingested and they are boom, they're hooked. They're, they're, they have a, a intense craving for that and they don't get satisfied until it's almost like their brain's on hyper, hyper mode. I will find that. I will seek it out. I must get it. I don't care what I have to tell myself. I don't have to care what I have to tell someone else. I have to get that. And they go for it. They'll, they might even wait for decades, but they're still always churning for that moment when they can actually get back to it. It's a true, it's a true illness. It's a true medical condition. Now, at the same time, because we can't always tell what's first, the chicken or the egg, A lot of people self-medicate. A lot of people who are bipolar, who are depressed, who are ADHD, who are, who have all anxiety disorders for perhaps non-physiological reasons, perhaps for physiological reasons, they self-medicate. And so they become the alcoholic or the drug abuser that you see in the medical office or that you may go and take to the pediatrician or you may take yourself to a physician to say, I need to overcome this addiction or this addiction is landing me in the hospital. But in reality, there's many things going on at once. So what do we need to do? I cannot, if I were to see you, If I was at that hospital or another doctor was at that hospital, they cannot diagnose you at that moment with your mental, with a true knowledge of what your mental illness might be because you're under the influence. So we have to take that away. So what I'm, what I'm driving at here is the simple principle that if you find yourself in a confusing mess You need to strip away that which isn't necessary and look at the bottom line. So if you have something that is more qualitative, such as autistic spectrum, anxiety, depression. Now, some of those are so severe. And if you've ever seen severe cases or you yourself or your family member has had them, you know, they can be life threatening on all those things, the very severe cases. However, If you are in a situation where it's a spectrum and there's a little, yeah, there's a little, no, I'm not really sure this doesn't make sense, but yet I have a lot of fear in me right now, start stripping it away. Become your own anthropologist. That is the theme for your life. Become your own anthropologist. That's why you need to find a balance in all things. You need to always bring in the spiritual. You go there first. 
But you have to bring in the balance. You have to be your own anthropologist because only you have the ability to go deep into the catacombs of your own life. Only you have that ability because only you have come from your family of origin and only you are you. So when you go and you, you, you start diving into these things, a lot of people will will withdraw because they will say, what is the use in going over and crying over spilt milk or digging up ancient history? I've already dealt with that. I've already dealt with the abuse from my life. I've already dealt with, um, you know, my, my parents' alcoholism. I've dealt with those things. The reason is, is because if you do not understand, if you do not take away, like again, take very something simple, that allergen. If you are living in this world and you have, let's say, 10,000 possibilities of what you might be reacting to, let's strip away the ones that aren't necessary and let's get down to some basics and take a look because what happened to you in the past will affect what's happening to you now. Knowledge is power. Clarity is power. God gives you clarity. God tells you to look for clarity. God tells you not to be taken in by magicians and all these people who give you all these, they they look like they're giving you the same outcome. Look at this healthy person. I logged onto a YouTube. The other day, someone sent me a song. And so I log on, there's an ad and the ad is a trip. The ad is, it's a poolside and there's some guy who looks like he's the stereotypic retired guy down in Florida with his little Hawaiian shirt and he's all bent over and he's looking all, you know, dejected and old and got the stupid hat on and he's got his feet in the water and there's these, these young 15, uh, not 15, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They're like maybe in their 20s or 30s. Girls, you know, in their bikinis, buxom, gorgeous, beautiful, and they're talking together and they're just the totally awesome. And they're just laughing at that little little wimpy guy. It's the same thing they used to do to to people when they would say that that old thing they'd see in like bubblegum wrappers where the, you know, the the big strong Atlas guy would kick sand in the little wimpy guy's face and all the girls ran off with the Atlas guy. This age old thing. But now we have it in visual form on YouTube and we have to see it before we can see our music. And so all of a sudden the guy takes off his glasses, his hat, he rips off his shirt and he's just this buff guy who's supposedly in his 50s and he probably is. Um and but he's got this amazing form and he's just, you know, it's just one of these guys. And um and so the whole point is is if and of course they're selling something, but I was so irritated, I think I I went off and just tried to find the music without without an ad, but they're selling something, something for this person, whether it's a supplement, whether it was a, uh, an exercise regime, whatever it is, because the idea is going to be that however you got to be this crumpled up old man sitting by the side of the pool, that the exact you can get 20 year olds by doing whatever they're going to sell you. Now, what you need to do is you need to strip that down and you need to say, what is the symbol of this man? If you even want to get something out of this out of this commercial, you just strip it down. The symbol of the man is that 
when you are bent over, when you do live in a very small world, when you don't have anything to get up and stand tall about, this is how you're perceived. This is how you perceive yourself. The rest of it's all just garbage. It's, they're trying to sell you something that 99% of the people aren't going to be able to, you know, your granddad is just not going to end up being that guy that they're showing running off of two 20-year-olds. So anyway, we'll get back. We'll put this all together. I am Dr. Michelle. You're listening to Dr. Michelle Live, redboxmedia.com. You are listening to Breadbox Media Podcast. Check out our live stream at breadboxmedia.com. Breadbox Media. Get the app. Change the world. You're listening to Dr. Michelle Live. Dr. Michelle is a Catholic psychiatrist. However, the views and opinions presented by Dr. Michelle are by no means medical advice. Please consult your doctor for official medical guidance. Welcome back. I am your host, Dr. Michelle. You're with me, DM Live at breadboxmedia.com. And come Monday, it will be Dr. Michelle. Because we'll no longer be going live, we will be doing podcasts, which will give us a great, great opportunity to give you more laser-focused, laser-guided information and opinion and guidance, actually, on how to integrate our spiritual world, our spiritual life, and the latest in the mental health world, the latest in the physical world. We look at relationships, family rearing, all kinds of things that we really can't do in a live, in a live situation. So this is really exciting. It's going to be um, something that uh, is going to kind of marry a little bit more intensive look at behind-the-scenes living, the behind-the-scenes life. We're not going to sugarcoat. I don't sugarcoat things anyway. But we're not going to have to be – you can pick and choose. You can decide not to listen to something or to have something out um, while you're making dinner. So it'll be great. So that's how it will be with all of our all of our podcasters. But people um, who talk about the um, – the mental health world especially, and the physical world. But in, in any venue, it's a little bit more tricky because those are the places that people go to. These are, We are the people that, that, that uh, short of priests, where people go to reveal their deepest, most fearful, darkest um, fears, lives we're the ones and it is a, it is an honor and it's also a great responsibility but it's an honor it's an honor and we forget that sometimes but when you listen to anyone who talks about mental health and anyone who who really takes their world seriously and has the love for it that I do then and almost every colleague I know does there are certainly those I've run into who don't, but but there's something so sacred and and to be able to bring God into that as well, because it somewhere inside, most people have that. There are people that are atheists 
that I'm so happy to deal with. I'm so happy to work with. I love them and I want the best for them just like I want with anyone else. And sometimes, and you have to honor people where they're at. But no matter where the faith base lies, sometimes your faith can make things complicated. Sometimes being an atheist can make things complicated. I know one gentleman in particular who is a very faithful Catholic, believes in Catholicism, hook, line, not hook, line, and sinker. I don't mean that to be in, a, in a, any kind of a trite way. And yet the fear of dying is so pervasive, but has been since childhood. And this is what I'm talking about being the anthropologist and boiling it down to its simplest form. Because as we get older, we tend to, to mask those things inside of ourselves. We mask those fears. We mask the feeling of inadequacy. We mask the feelings of, of, um, of failure, feelings of, of fear of failure, fear of success. And we get along pretty good, most of us, with little bouts here and there that might have to be dealt with. And as I said, sometimes even addictions, we have to boil it down. But again, it's called triage. You take the first things first. If you're doing something that will kill you or destroy your life, such as addictions in pornography, addictions to heroin, something like that, where in any second, your teenager in your own neighborhood all across our country is in danger of overdosing, and I've known many of them. You have no idea. I knew of a a teacher in a Catholic university who would have innocent uh, get-together, class get-togethers at the end, and then he would introduce heroin to some of the students. And I've known, and how I know that is because I've known the people who were addicted, and that's how they got addicted that way. I've also known people who died after being introduced to heroin. It's a very big epidemic. But we strip away these things And we try to be an anthropologist in our own homes, in our own lives, our own lives, to find out. It is good to know. You don't dwell there, but it's good to know. It's just like if you have the sewer backing up. You don't dwell in where the sewer is backing up in your house, but it's good to know where that's coming from and how you fix it. And it really sometimes is not as complicated as you think. Because it is painful and it does hurt. Change hurts. Recovery hurts. Facing facts hurts. Losing faith in somebody and then trying to find the truth about it hurts. And it can be tough. Your own anger hurts. Doesn't mean you should not have it. We hurt ourselves sometimes thinking that we're not faithful enough. We're not good enough. We don't trust God enough because we're hurting about something or we're angry about something. Well, we're here to look at balance. This is what we need to do. We need to look at the balance in life. And there isn't a place that you can point to in the Bible where the final goal is to, one, have faith in God that there are things you cannot see. There are guidances you cannot hear in the, in the human language or your human language. Things that don't make sense to you, but there is something 
further, that there is a future. And everywhere you look, whether it's history, whether it's the Bible, wherever you look, you see people who have been duped. You see people who have been fooled. Look at the Trojan horse, for heaven's sakes. What do we have? Of course, we have Trojan horses on our internet all the time. They've been, they've been fooled. They've been lied to. They've been killed. They've been rounded up. They've been promised something that isn't true. There's been all our stories, all our fairy tales, Amper's new clothes. It's all about the same story. Different clothes, different players, different technology. Some before the wheel, some after the wheel. Some before there was fire, some after the fire. But really, it just gets to be the same song, different verse. And if you can just look at that, that really it only goes down to a few basic elements. Trusting in God. And if you don't believe in God, you obviously, it's not trusting in humans. But then also to know that you have already made in your package, as we said in the beginning of the program, you, you came out ready-made. You need help, you need guidance. But part of your ready-made package is that part of your, your looking toward the future and part of your enjoying life, part of your partaking, part of your faith is that you can believe in something that sounds right, that sounds good, but it gets led astray. That is the nature of humanity. And so in order to help keep you in a world in which that is coming at you from all sides, you can apply a few principles. It's not foolproof. If someone's just that good, there's always going to be, just like you take a rule, there's always going to be somebody who's going to break it. You put it in a security system, there's always somebody who's going to be around that security system. We just know that. And they don't have to be neurosurgeons that do it. These are just thugs down the street. But you can apply a few little things for your own life so that you create your own culture with your life and your children so that when you get that diagnosis, you know, yeah, okay, fear is natural. Feeling like I'm, I want to run a million different places is natural. But you know what? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to see what I do have. I'm going to look at the possibilities that are in front of me. I'm going to look at my opportunities. I'm going to sit back a little bit when I decide how I'm going to approach my life, my particular uh, infirmity, my overweight, my, my depression, my anxiety. I'm going to look at it. Did I just make a move? Did I just change my diet? Did I just have a baby? Did I just have some bad news in my family? Did I just find something out? How do we overcome? And then you look around and you say, I'm going to pay attention to those who say, I overcame and I'm not selling you anything. I'm not going to sell you anything, but this is how I did it. You can read stories on how you did it and how people listen to their own guts. I'm going to leave you with that Maya Angelou quote, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. When you see this, we, we, we so often in our minds, we see things, I see things. And I can see the nugget of truth and I can see the deception around it. And yet I still want to believe the deception. I still want to believe that I can be that old man 
like I told you about in that, in that little video commercial, sitting all crumpled over, take off my hat and glasses, and with just a few little easy exercise, I too can live forever. It's not going to happen. You know that. You know that. So when we see you next time, we're going to be doing podcast. It's going to be awesome. You can always email me, dmlive at breadboxmedia.com. As always, your questions, your concerns. We're going to address things in ways that have never been able to be addressed, addressed before. I hope to see you there. God bless you all. We're walking on this journey. This journey is always changing. You're all such a wonderful part of my life. Until next time, this is Dr. Michelle. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media Podcasts. Check out our live stream at breadboxmedia.com. Breadbox Media. Get the app, change the world. 